Hey, welcome to Layman's Terms. This is Alex Shannon. My name is Trevor Bracken. Yeah, and uh, we're just a couple of laymen putting some things into terms here. Um, Dude, that's potentially one of the best uh, breakdowns of our podcast, breaking down the etymology of what our word actually means. For those of you who don't know what etymology means, I don't really either, but I think it has something to do with like breaking down words and their component parts and figuring out yeah. what they mean. Anyway... Dude, all right, Alex, we need a good story. I have, I have a story, so I'm just going to start from this week. Um, so one of these things that's really fun in friendships, it's really fun whenever you develop, like, you, something happens together. The first time it happens, it's, like, kind of funny. Um, so let's say, I don't know, someone trips or something. Or, you know, someone says something really funny. But it gets way funnier whenever, like, you laugh really hard at that moment, and then you're like, dude, we have to, you, like, incorporate this otherwise. So one of my great friends... Uh, Jacob is notorious for all these little like quirky funny things that he does if you know the guy you know exactly what I mean um, and he has this thing where I don't even know like when this started I can't pinpoint a time but like I would walk away and he kept saying like hey we'll see you uh, I think it was like actually one of those times where we were walking in the same direction we didn't know it so we're like hey see you man and then it wound up we were walking in the same direction so we just like kept saying hey see ya hey buddy I'll see ya hey we'll see ya buddy Hey, uh, we will see you later. Hey, man, it's good seeing you. We'll see you soon. Like, it's just like the whole time. We would just do it. So it's been one of those things that naturally, as the joke has progressed, it's gotten more and more drastic. So, right, it's gotten to, like, you'll call the person after they actually, like, walk away. Like, I've left people voicemails. I tried to Facebook call someone once. <laughs> hey, we'll see you, buddy. Uh, so this week, like, it's just escalated, and, like, now a lot more people are doing it. So j the one who started it all, but I, I was, like, just kept doing it with people. And this week, we were at Garst, which is a big dining hall on our campus. And I was walking away from a group, like running late to a small group. Actually, the small group we go together on Monday is the one you lead. Uh, and I was walking away, and I was like, hey, we'll see you guys. And the three of them all together, it's the guys in the fraternity, that, hey, we'll see you. And, you know, we're just hearing, see you later, buddy. We'll see you. We'll see you. Well, the thing that, like, normally this kind of situation happens when it's, like, outside or, like, people aren't congregated. So it's, like, you know, it's just between the few of you. But in a dining hall, there's, like, tons of people in there. Everyone's eating. And I'm literally shouting from across the dining hall because I didn't want to be the first one to give up. I was like, I can't let them beat me. And so I, I kid you not, like, I, I look back at one point. I'm saying, hey, we'll see you guys. I'm practically yelling. I am yelling. And I see, like, 20 heads, like, looking at me like, what is this guy doing? We just heard him say that, like, five times. And I just, I'm really just, fingers are crossed that someone in that dining hall is going to start doing that because they thought it was funny. But if not, I mean, hey, it was hilarious to me because I was like, wow, this is the first time. I've been doing this for almost a month now. But this is the first time that this is like, there's just tons of people like, what is going on? So I love that kind of stuff. It was a funny story. I don't know if it was that funny to you, but it was funny to me. Yeah, dude. That's the, that's the whole point of inside jokes, isn't it? I don't know yeah. if it was very funny to you, but. That's funny. All right. But, <laughs> yeah, cool. How's your week been, though? Other than that story, I guess. It was a good week. What was it? Uh, the Lord is blessing us with some amazing weather. Yeah. Um, although the allergy season, SZN, is upon mm. us. Um, it's time for those itchy eyes, a lot yeah. of tears. Um, yeah. But I, no, I don't really get the itchy eyes anymore. I used to get itchy eyes so bad, but... Uh, I sneezed like seven times before we started this podcast. I sneezed like six times in a row. Hold up. I had a tracker, I think. Dude, I think it was eight. 
Oh, yeah? I don't know if that's true, because all your phone says is that you have a text from Terry Miles. So. <laughs> Shout out to the boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a tracker. That'd be cool, though. Um, the show wants to make that into an app, a sneeze tracker. <clears throat> no, but it was a good week. I just a lot of spending time with people. This weekend was actually really relaxed, because I Greek Jam was like the only part of mm. my... Uh, for those who... Greek Jam is just an event for the Greek community, the FSL community, fraternity and sorority life community at Missouri State. Um... A lot of people put a lot of hard work into it. It's fun just watching because a lot of talented people out there. Mm-hmm. But other they than that, just, they just do a dance that they coordinate. It's like eight minutes long. They um, stick a bunch of songs together and they have sets and everything like that. They have costumes. It's pretty cool. It's actually like a super elaborate performance. Yeah, like very it, elaborate. it takes a lot of planning detail. We're talking hundreds of dollars on sets. Yeah, they practice um, for months beforehand. Yeah, 10 hours a week for months before. Mm-hmm. Of practice, so it's a pretty big deal. Uh, it was fun to watch because I was Alex and I were both in it last year, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, it was super nice to just someone invited me on Friday night. I was like, dude, I don't have anything going on. Sure, yeah. I'll come hang out with you. Uh, yeah, I love having like just time to, as I say, mess around, shoot the breeze in a holy way. Yeah, well, hopefully, it's holy. Lord, I uh, hope you're listening to that. Anyway, that was my week. Alex, how was your week? Any good stories? Any any good reflections? What's going on? Yeah, uh, pretty good. Um, no, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a normal week. Just another week. Yeah. Honestly, there's something kind of refreshing about that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But uh, at the same time, there's also the sense of you know, it gets boring. <laughs> normal week after normal week. However, I'm not saying my life's boring right now at any means. Alex just said, don't spend time with him. He's boring. But anyways, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't like a boring week at all. It's just like nothing major happened, you know. Looking back, I'm like, oh, I can't remember anything significant. So, yeah. yeah. I kind of like, especially with only so many, well, I guess this is the reality for the rest of our life, right, is that we don't know how many days or weeks we have. I mean, hours or minutes we have. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, this last five weeks of my senior year of college, I really want to have every week have something where I was like, yeah. I'll look back on that. Yeah, that's um, kind of the boat I'm in, too. So I think after this week, it's just a little bit of getting after it, yeah. uh, as they say. So yeah. it should be good. But I understand that. Sometimes there's not much to say about the week. Yeah. Should we get into our godly and our ghastly for the week? Let's do it, dude. So this week's godly and ghastly, we're excited about. Alex, you want to introduce the topic? And All right. Well, uh, for those the topic, or yes. sorry, real quick, for those who are new listeners, our godly ghastly is a two minutes where we will just debate a random topic that we picked, and each of us get one minute to make our case. In the end, we'll state whether or not we think it's godly or ghastly, good or bad, basically. So that's correct. Let's start a timer. Alex, what's our topic? What's yes. your take? Our topic is inside jokes. My take, uh, I'm not a huge fan of inside jokes. I feel like, uh, you know, people don't really, it's hard to get initiated into the inside joke. Um, so unless you're there, or like involved in some way in the development of the inside joke. The inside joke's just kind of lame and weird and off-putting. And I think especially in groups um, like the fraternity or like um, CCM, which is our Catholic center, like if everybody's using the same inside joke and ev- and like nobody else understands what's going on, then that can be awful pudding and kind of kind of uh, hard to get into the group. You know what I mean? So inside jokes make inside friends. Ooh. All right. Well, he didn't even use his full time. That means they get extra time. Well, I'm going to argue that inside jokes are godly. And here's why. 
I think that it's fun. The thing I was just talking about, the, hey, we'll see you, buddy. I think that kind of stuff is hilarious. Like that, the, and that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like it, the fun part about it, it kind of keeps, what are you talking about? The not staleness, but the normalness of the week. That kind of stuff, especially on a college campus, I feel like it develops every like three weeks. Something new, some kind of mm-hmm. new funny thing. And it just like, <laughs> it makes like time spending with people fun. But I will say that I appreciate your caution because I think that sometimes it can be an exclusive if you're not aware of the way that you're using it, maybe in a way that is, you know, in front of other people. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't get that. Well, sorry, buddy, you missed it. Like, it's you can do it in a poor way. Yeah. But I really love like inside jokes as long as it's like kind of pseudo inside or it's like yes it's developed and it's a it's a joke between a group of friends but you're willing to like share that joke with other people you're not like you know oh you wouldn't get it if it becomes of like a we're better than you or you're not part of our group then yeah yeah but overall i think they're hilarious as long as you use them correctly so i'm gonna argue godly bang yeah. look at that one time cool that. As Michael Scott once said, I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one one day. <laughs> there we go. An avid office watcher right here. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's everything for today. Uh, I hope you guys join us next week. And no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, cool. Nice for real. We're actually done with this podcast. No, <laughs> yeah, so... Today we wanted to talk a little bit about what do we want to tip? No! Oh! I think mentorship is so important in our lives. Yeah, I remember where we were yeah. going now. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was, I don't know what that was. That was like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a terrible sound bite later. Yeah, mentorship. Yeah. So, that's an inside joke for you. Just to start off, right? Mentorship, mentoree, mentor. I think that these words can be thrown out and be kind of vague. So I think first we should define our terms. Mm-hmm. A little D T, define the T. D T T. D T T. Define a term. So uh, Alex, what do you mean when you talk about this topic of mentorship? I'm tr- seriously intrigued. Okay. Yeah. Mentorship. I feel like comes down to typically an older guy or gal um, investing in like a younger guy or gal. Um, almost always that's going to be another guy investing in another guy, you know, or a girl investing in another girl. Not always. Almost always, though. Um, depends on, depends on, this is a, is this big tent or little tent mentorship? Like, is it, is it like, are we specifically talking about, like, discipleship here, or are we just talking about broadly, broadly growing in... Yeah, that's true. Broadly growing in mentorship. I was talking, <clears throat> I thought you were trying to define, like, dis- discipleship. Nah, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. Let's talk, yeah. Not always, not always guy and guy and girl and girl did. Like discipleship and mentorship are two different things. They're not. Yeah. They're the same. It's no, just no, no, a, it's really not all way, but... mentorship or discipleship, but not. But yeah, it's like a, it's like class. it's like squares and, and uh, rectangles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's like this, we're talking about the rectangle, not the square. All right, fair enough. Squares fit inside a rectangle, but a rectangle's not a square. Anyways. Is that a whack analogy? Okay, anyway. Uh, I don't think it is. So, back to our topic. Uh, mentorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I feel like mentorship is just, like, the general understanding, then, of... Um, I can't put it in words. All right, I'm going to try... I'm, so I'm going to try to define mentorship, and you tell me what you think about it. Okay, go for it. I think mentorship is having someone who either is wiser... They don't even necessarily have to be older, but generally speaking, yeah. that's going to be normative. They are going to yeah. be older. Someone who is 
older, wiser, has more skill in something, has more experience in something that is that they are in like investing to use a typical term. They're putting their time or energy or money into you to try to make you better at something. Mm -hmm. Right. So the reason why I wanted to say like it could be. I don't know, guy, girl is like, let's say that like I'm entering into a new office in one of my student organizations. Maybe I'm being mentored mm. by a amazing lady who had that office before me. Okay. Right. So she's yep. pouring experience or tips, tools of the trade, if you will, into into me. Yeah. Um, I think the reason I was making that distinction was for one, we were talking kind of like more specifically on the topic of discipleship and meeting up or I thought we were and meeting up with people in that context. And I think in that context, then it's almost always going to be like guy and guy because... I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. it's just like, you know what I mean? Like I've just heard so many stories of like that not being the case and then it just ends up being like such a daily relationship, like people... I agree 100%. Yeah. And so... I Within think, that context. Sorry, I shouldn't say 100%. Most like almost 100%. Almost always, yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, let's go. Let's go Big Ten mentorship today. Yeah, going back to Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people fit. A lot of lot of different categories. Yeah. We're talking about rectangles here, not squares. Not squares, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's not hip to be square. It's hip to be a rectangle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? Yeah. So, I think it's important to define it, and I want to talk. I want to make a case. That it is extremely important that you have mentors in your life. I, I want to tie like this idea of mentorship, why it's important into understanding and knowing ourselves and into how it's important to seek out correction once we do find those things that we're lacking in. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna share like my own experience. I had like some experience of mentorship. I think the earliest experience of mentorship that people experience in their lives outside of like I'm going to not talk about parenting right now just because that's the obvious first mm. experience. But I'm going to say like outside of that, the first experience of mentorship or like growing in knowledge is from like teachers and coaches growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and I specifically like the type of mentorship I'm talking about today. I think uh, even though we are in this, you know, more broad definition, I think coaches is a good example. So when you're growing up, right, you have coaches and specifically if the goal of like playing your sport is you want to develop like a good life attitude, you want to develop discipline, you want to get better at a specific skill. So, right, so you're playing basketball, right? Your coach is, is giving you knowledge, experience, technique to get better at dribbling and passing and uh, running play sets and setting screens, taking charges, right? So the, and shooting probably, that's part of the game. Uh, and so <laughs> you want to like, your coach is like mentoring you in that specific area. Uh, and I think that like at a young age, a lot of people have like coaches, I think not most of us, but many people can look back to a coach at one point in their life and look fondly like how that person was transformative to them. So for me, it was this coach, like his name was Coach Hoey and uh, he was just a really good guy and, and he gave me a lot of life advice, but he like, he was one of those people that generally wanted me to be better, right? So he poured a lot in, of time and like investment into my basketball game. Super, super awesome, right? Um, but what made that so good and why I want to talk about how we still need mentorship is I think a lot of times as we get older, you know, we get we get out of high school or even in high school when we get into college and and especially in these years after, I think we reach this point where it's like, oh, like I'm I made it. Like I'm an adult now. I do, I do what I want to do and I know how to like live my life, right? I pay my taxes, I 
you know, pay utility bills. So basically, I'm pretty set and I don't really need much help. Wrong. Like, right? So there's so many ways to continue to grow. And so I think it's so important for us to seek out like people who are going to help us in those areas. I've talked for a lot. I have more to say, but I don't want to just monologue. So Alex, thoughts, mentorship. Um, yeah, that that kind of just like reminds me of what you're uh, with what you were saying, like that whole like I'll give you the story of basically getting out of my parents' house when I'm like when I first moved out. You know, I think every kid is excited. They're like, yeah, I get to move out now. I get to live on my own. Like I'm so excited for this. I'm ready to be on my own. And then, so when I moved out, then the second day I was out, I had to do laundry. And I was like, crap, am I supposed to like wash the lights in warm water or the darks in warm water? So I had to call my parents right away. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm on the phone. Uh, am I supposed to, or like, you know, like asking all these different questions. Like, do I use dish detergent on my dishes? Or do I use dis, you know, dis soap? Did you wash like my that. underwear in the sink or the washing machine? No, I'm just kidding. You know, just stuff like that over and over. But we, we think that we're like ready, but realistically like mentorship does help in a lot of ways. Um, and also like the specificness of mentorship, because I think you're kind of talking of coaches and teachers, which they're great, but I've um, never experienced like a teacher that really invested specifically in my life. Um, you know, whenever I went through like uh, grade school and high school, um, they never seemed to like specifically be catering anything towards me, um, which is fine. But like, that's just something that like, I think we need is a little bit of this person knows me and because he knows me he's going to or she they're going to specifically cater this mentorship that they are giving to me hmm. specifically to my needs um and yeah that kind of comes about in uh so one of my friends in high school like uh is super random but he picked up blacksmith as as like a trade <laughs> like that's pretty yeah. sick he did it for a class project. He was, like, playing Dungeons & Dragons. He's like, I want to make these. <laughs> and um, he did it for, like, a class project. And in the class project, like, he had to, like, seek out, like, a, a mentor. Like, he ha had to do, like, an apprenticeship. Because that was just, like, kind of the only way you could learn to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, some dude just getting on eBay, like, all right, one anvil one furnace i need yeah. a lot of iron like what? yeah <laughs> anyway but anyways so he uh that was just like the best way for him to learn that and um i remember my uh teacher in that class talking to him about it and just kind of talking about like yeah this thing that you're learning like the best way you're going to learn it is through this mentorship it's an, like scenario um because realistically my teacher kind of talked about like that's how most people learn best. It's just not how our resources are really, like, developed to do that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it takes so much time and and energy yeah, and and quite frankly, just resources. Yeah. Of money and and. You need as many teachers as you, as you have adults, you know. So. That's a lot of teachers. <laughs> yeah. As you have kids, I mean. None. Yeah. So you're saying like you don't feel like you really experienced that much at a young age. Yeah, I never experienced, like, an actual, like, mentorship mentorship. It was more of a, like, teacher-student relationship. Yeah. Which I think, like, a lot of people get it in their head that, like, a teacher-student relationship is, like, 
is pretty much a mentorship, but I don't think it necessarily is. I'm in a classroom and uh, the teacher, you know, the teacher is going through how to spell a word and I keep making the same mistakes. Like example, for example, um, I think that fingers is spelled with a, oh, with a no. th so when this I, actually happened yeah. until i was in uh, fourth or fifth grade Jeez. i thought that fingers was spelled with a th and nobody really specifically corrected me on that when, also when you're in fifth grade you're like 11 aren't you yeah something like that i'm just imagining like 11 year old alex running around i i, I cut my finger cut my finger yeah it also had to do with my parents thought it was adorable so like they did not correct me at all <laughs> and uh it's cute when you're four not when you're 11 i'd say yeah, yeah. anyways so uh so yeah no teachers like specifically catered towards me like hey i noticed because they didn't pay enough attention to me you know like they just probably saw somebody <laughs> like spell finger with a th every once in a while and they're like huh that's weird well i'll mark that off and I wasn't noticing, you know? So right. if they would have noticed, if they would have been paying attention, they would have been like, hey, Alex, you realize that, like, finger is spelled with an F, don't you? Yeah. And they would have sat me down and taught me that. But, uh, yeah, things like that, like, all those little things um, add up over and over again. Yeah. So. And I, I don't think that, like... I don't think it's a critique. Like, you could critique the education system like that. But, oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's I necessarily know, what we're going... Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily where we're going with this because we realize that there's only so many resources in the world. Yeah. And, like, it's almost impossible, like we were saying earlier, that there would be, like, one-on-one. Um, not that there can't... Like, we couldn't move towards that. I'm not... You know, this is... We would go down the rabbit hole really far if we started talking about the education system right now. Uh, but, I, but I think what he's saying is, like, there's... Yeah, just generally, a lot of us don't experience that one-on-one intentional um, investment outside of, like, our parents. And even, like, when you get older, I don't think it's a discredit to parents, too, but at some point, it's it's almost like, for me, I was seeking that, like, not necessarily in my parents. Um, you know, when I'm, like, high school age, not that I shouldn't look up to them and ask them a ton of questions. And like you said, like, with the, you know, the laundry thing, you still, like, they yeah. kind of go to to ask those, like, mm-hmm. kind of, hey, I'm dumb, I should know how to do this, how do I do this? But, like... Um, I think that it's important that at some point we seek out that mentorship. And I don't want that to just be generically like, well, this is an old dude and he's lived a lot of life. So what do you got to say to me? Right. It's more specifically like on areas of our life that we know we need improvement in. Um, it's like, for example, I get to college, right? A faith is a big area of my life and an area that isn't just like, I can't compartmentalize that into one area of my life. It overlaps to everything. Right. So it's so important. And so, I had the opportunity to have like mentorship, discipleship, specifically like what we were talking about earlier, with um, well, with Christ, but through this man, his name was Evan, and what Evan like really imparted me is honestly just like helping me grow up. Like he, you know, he taught me a lot about like how important it is to be disciplined with my walk with the Lord, and how important it is to um. I don't know, to, to seek out, like, the higher things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying that very vaguely because it would be impossible to get all the things he taught me. But yeah. quite simply, he taught me, like, what's important and not just what's important, but, like, that was, like, for him, for him kind of just connecting the dots in my head because you can't create that desire in someone else. You just have to draw them out. Yeah. But it was more, like, teaching me how to apply that. Like, okay, so how do you make a sustainable way of – how do you sustainably pursue your faith? And that's what, like, Evan really brought out of me. Yeah. But 
there was also a lot of other places throughout like college where I had mentorship as well. For example, looking when I took on the office of fraternity educator, like I was looking to people who had done it before me. Um, they might not have been like I wouldn't necessarily identify them as like oh yeah my mentor Alex you know whatever, but I there was someone that I sought help from that I knew they had like the the experience or they had done they had learned things from their time in it, and yeah I think it's very much it comes to kind of this it comes back to humility at the end of the day, like as far as desiring growth in my life. Am I humble enough to admit that like I'm average to good at this? Or even if I'm like very good, I'm probably not the best. So who's like better than this out me? Or who's better at like that specific thing? And how can I like find out a way for them to, to just give me some time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like right now, like one thing I am desiring like a lot of growth in is my ability to communicate to um, draw like good qualities out of others quite simply just to be like learning I'm trying to grow a lot in my ability to be a good friend to others um, and not just a good friend like arbitrarily but someone who is calling someone to a higher standard in a way that's not imposing but is inviting because mm-hmm. I think that that's something I, I really desire to grow in right now and yeah I'm really excited to go to staff training with Focus this summer um, I'm working for Focus Fellowship of Catholic University Students uh, National college Catholic ministry I'm really excited to talk like just pick people's brains who have been doing it for years and Mm -hmm. to see like what has worked for them what hasn't because I think it comes back to this humility is if you desire growth in something if you want to put in that time to be an expert at something you have to like seek out people that are really good at it Mm -hmm. not saying that you don't like come up with your own innovations but you know that's just kind of the way the world works I think that's so important and it comes back to this um, self-knowledge I think I agree. Uh, I think that too. Um, when like talking about this whole like mentorship thing, um, I've like seen ways in my life. Well, first off, I think there's no way to like really learn everything. You know, sure. that, like somebody can like have to offer to like teach you. Um, but and that's why like we kind of like sometimes just need to like live life with a person if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like. Um, you know, like just spending a ton of time with them week in and week out with like Evan, you probably hung out with him pretty often, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And like for, for like a whole year, you know, you guys were hanging out pretty often and then um you probably would have continued to hang out really often and like he would have been continuing to pour into you had it not been for the fact that he had to move away after that year. Sure. And um then on the other hand, like um, it's really hard to like be a mentor to someone when you're only spending like one hour a week with them. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like you really have to like live life with that person. You have to like spend a ton of time with that person. Um, where like you know what I mean though? Like you you can't just like check in once a week and let that be it you know um if you're really like learning from that person and you really like care about that person then you'd be like spending time with them a lot of the time you know yeah does that make sense yeah i don't know though that it necessarily has to be some inordinate amount of time oh yeah like, I, I didn't i'm just stressing the fact that it has to be more than like an hour yeah you know well I, I think it's more i think it's less about the time and more about the mentality yeah. Yeah. Like, it can't be the, like, all right, I, I'm, like, the, if the mentality as a mentor or a mentoree is, like, I'm going to give this person, from either perspective, if maybe the mentoree and you're, like, 
I need this help, but I don't need it that badly. If you're the mentor, you're like, I want to help them, but I don't want to help that badly. If it's less about the time itself, I, I would agree generally with the principle of more mm-hmm. than an hour, but I think it's less about the, the quantitative, like I'm giving you this time. It's more about the attitude and the attitude is like, I guess how much you desire growth for that person. Because at some point, if you desire growth for that person and you both are like there for the same reasons and you're both like equally into that like relationship, there's gonna be a lot more fruit in the time that you spend with each other. Mm-hmm. Like if I spend an hour with someone who's like, ah, I just showed up because like I like, kinda like this guy, like that is gonna be a less productive hour if if he, even if he wants to be there, wants someone to learn, then if it's someone who like I've already developed a relationship with, it's someone who like actually believes that I have something to teach them, mm-hmm. that person is going to, the hour that they give me, if they give me that hour and let's say we just, let's say the rest of the week we just hang out. Like we don't yeah. talk about anything serious. We play basketball or we you know, eat lunch or whatever. Um, that hour is going to be super impactful yeah. if there's like a trust there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if they that. really, really actually trust that I, I care about them, I'm in, like what I'm trying to give them is individualized to them and where they're at and that they think that I'm actually credible on, yeah. on, in life. You I know? get you. I think too, though, um, like that whole like playing basketball with them, there can be something good. Like you can learn things from playing basketball with someone. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, Say you are a really good sport and like you just treat people really well in the court. Like, working on it. <laughs> yeah, this is purely theoretical because obviously you're not. <laughs> hey, uh, I like better. This is, but yeah, so say that like um, somebody that you are like mentoring um, were to spend time with you on the court. Um, and they saw those qualities in you, you know, like that mm-hmm. could be something where you're like teaching through action, not just through uh, word. words. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's so important. Similarly. Oh, and I have a really good story actually about this um, from this summer is I did uh, discipleship this summer with an older guy um, who helped me a ton. And um, when like we talked through a lot of things and that was really great. But one time we just like randomly decided to go into town and get McDonald's or something like that. <laughs> we're just hanging out at this McDonald's and uh, this guy comes up to us while we're there and he's like, um, hey, like I, like, I am in like a bunch of help. Uh, basically, the story of this guy, his food stamps had run out and um, he needed some food to get him through the week. Um, and like, I guess he was trying to get a hold of his mom but his mom wasn't answering or um, something along those lines. And he came up to us and, um, yeah, this guy that was mentoring me, he's like, yeah, dude, for sure. And we took him to the store and not only did we like take him to the store and help him in his physical needs, but we also like just talked to him. And like, um, it was kind of like one of the first times I've ever like been with someone um, who just like kind of, cared for the person they were helping in that way Mm. where they were like um yeah dude like do you like how are you doing like um tell me a little bit about yourself what's your story dude like um i really like really caring about that person aside from carrying off checking the box of like all right does he have some mac and cheese to munch on this week you know yeah and um great nutrition great nutrition (laughs) and uh things like that where um 
yeah, it was really cool to see that through his actions and not just through his words. You know? Yeah, like he could have told you, like, hey, we need to steward our resources well and, and take care of those who are yeah. less fortunate. Mm-hmm. But to actually see him in the midst of whatever, having something else going on, but being willing to drop that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really powerful. And so as far as that ties this concept of mentorship, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's so important that there's more than words going on there. Like they see you're striving for the things that you're preaching, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, and that's like intuitive. Everyone knows that, right? Like it's grilled into us from a young age, like this idea of like, you know, actions <clears throat> speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And while that is like something that we all intuitively, like I think accept because it's just been a lot of life, life experience. Some might not accept it, but for the most part, I think that's intuitively people would accept that. I think that a lot of times we forget that whenever we're attempting to be a teacher to others, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, for me, like being on the mentee side, not the mentor, or mentoree side, not the mentor side, um, I think a lot of times, like in discerning like who it is I want to ask for help in specific situations, I look to the people that I know are living like automatically that lifestyle. Like I have a guy mm-hmm. I think of specifically um, great guy works for Focus actually, um, but he like if I have a, an issue to do with um, discipleship, or if I have an issue, even if it's like uh, I have an issue and just like oh, I'm in this tough situation morally, I don't know what I should choose. Uh, this is for sure one of the first guys I go to because I've seen the way that he handles like tough situations by like being under his leadership for like two consecutive summers, and like I know that he has a lot of wisdom to give me if that makes sense and so yeah I think like what you're saying intuitively in my life experience I've experienced that as true from the other side like I'm always I'm like looking when I'm looking for someone to help me with a situation or someone that I can grow from I'm going to someone who a has like some kind of technical knowledge like they are versed in the specific issue but also like I know that they're like <laughs> their character is mm-hmm. solid yeah because um, they've shown that to me in their actions yeah, yeah I agree 100% um yeah. yeah, I think a lot of this comes to with this idea of uh, seeking, like, trying to come to self-knowledge. Because uh, I think a lot of times we go throughout, again, go, kind of digging back to last week, we go through these busy, whatever, hectic schedules, and we don't, like, sit to think a lot of times, going back to the podcast and other part of the back, <laughs> just referring back and forth. But I think a lot of times, no, the reason I bring this up is kind of building on those things because we're busy, because we don't take time to think, and we're always plugging our minds and things, I don't think we know ourselves super well. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've realized lately, when I say we, I have realized a lot this year that I don't know myself super well. Like I, I know, yeah, sure, I know some things I'm good at, I know some places I struggle, but there's a lot of things, I've had to actually do this for a class, like do have people evaluate me and my leadership skills, or just evaluate my personality. And some things that have shown through in that are like qualities, weaknesses that I was like, ah, I didn't think I was that bad at it, but everyone perceives mm-hmm. me as that, right? So it's like, it's kind of opening up my self-knowledge. Yeah. And I think like as we build and like seek out that self-knowledge, we should be seeking that out from people that like we trust, you know, it could be friends, absolutely, a lot of times, but I think a lot of times it's mentors. Yeah. It's people that you look up to and you believe you know, like like we talked about, their character is solid, that they have some court, sort of like actual knowledge or experience advice to give you. Um, and going to them and being like, look, what do you think about this area of me? Where could I improve? 
Um, so it's coming to the self-knowledge and seeking correction. Instead of like waiting for correction to come your way because of, and newsflash, in our very like anti-confrontational culture, at least face-to-face confrontation, we love social media mm. confrontations, uh, but our very anti-face-to-face confrontation culture, I think a lot of times, if you're not seeking it out, you will not like experience a lot of that like fraternal correction, that correction that comes from a place of love. So I think a lot of times you have to have not just the disposition to accept it, but the disposition to seek it out, um, especially if self-knowledge is something that's important to you. I yeah. don't know, thoughts? Um, w- one thought that I have is like the difference between like knowing about yourself and like knowing yourself, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, because like these, I think that some people's identities can be tied up with these like, oh, like my leadership skills or like my skills in this area. Like, and like we kind of talked about like your identity in that last week where like that's not exactly where your identity is lined up lined up mm-hmm. um, you can know about the things like you can kind of know like these are my quirks and stuff like that but like kind of like almost a separation of like not letting that dig at you because I think that sometimes if um, your identity is tied up with things like what other th- people are thinking about you and what um, like what your skills are and things like that then you're going to hold on to those things way more than you should. Um, Hmm. So, like, when people come at you, like you were saying, with, like, helping with certain aspects of your leadership abilities, you might have gotten a lot more defensive about it if your identity was tied up in that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, you know, like, your identity is, like, I am a good leader, you know? And... Um, if somebody's attacking that, you feel like they're attacking, like, who you are. Yeah. You know? And um, so whenever they're, like, just trying to help, you know, they're trying to give a little bit of friendly advice, uh, then you could just reactionarily be, like, feel as if that person is just attacking you and um, kind of, like, cause the opposite effect of going from trying to be like open about the situation to like all of a sudden you're on the attacking and you know i mean yeah no no i totally get that and i think the reason all this topic is so like pertinent i think is because it's so easy especially in our culture uh, right a culture that postmodern culture that's very much like more relativistic it's very much defined by like kind of like hey you do you right Mm -hmm. and there while there i'm not going to say that that's all bad like everything about that is bad i'm not going to say that but i am going to say that i think what that trend as far as this topic of seeking out mentorship and fraternal correction i think that we're less serious about those things than maybe like past generations would have been because the kind of cultural narrative is that like you define yourself you do your own like you make your own identity and you don't really like need to listen to what other people say um and so I've, i've been talking about this with friends this week like how is it that we go about um, I had a friend ask me, like, how do, how do you think that the best way to go about, like, suggesting someone to change or to improve some area, like, how do you do that uh, without coming off as, like, better than them? And I was like, you know, I think it's really, really hard uh, because I think a lot of times people just don't want to hear that. And so I guess what I'm saying is, for me, I've had to see that in myself and look for ways that I am, like, building walls, like you were talking about, based on my, like, fake identity mm. um, from, like, growing it's like limiting my growth. And so developing that in myself, I don't have the answer, I really don't, to how you like do that in other people. Um, like how do you like go about like c- 
correcting or, or building up other people. I know you have to do it lovingly. And I think it, my guess is that you do it best by asking questions instead of telling them, like asking mm-hmm. like deep reflective questions for them to kind of get them to come to the answer themselves. But I do think that as far as it goes, it's so important. Again, starting with ourselves, taking the log out of our own eye. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like it's so important to dig up those like walls that we build because they're going to limit our growth. And if we want to grow in, in the areas of our life, right, we have to seek, we have to seek out help. We have to find like quality mentorship. Um, and then we have to, yeah, accept the fraternal correction they give. Humbly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this has been a good, good discussion. I am excited to grow in my seeking out mentorship. Like that's yeah. something, that's something I continue to want to get better at because yeah. I guess this is one last thing I want to say is like the fact that like you're never at the point where you stop seeking out mentorship. Um, it might look a little bit different, but like I don't think that there's like, you know, even like the Pope himself, you know, he's not needing mentorship. You yeah. Know? And um, you're never at a point where like you, if you find yourself at a point where you yourself are the only um, source of wisdom or source of like you know like if you're you're the only one making the your decisions and the only one does that make sense yeah like, you, you always have like a, you, not that you shouldn't reach a point where you're confident in your ability to make decisions in a certain yeah. level and to trust this trust the holy spirit but yeah it, it's it's good on a human level to have someone that you trust he's yeah maybe has more wisdom than you but and i was kind of saying like um if you like find yourself in the point where like you're not taking any any sort of mentorship like you're in a problem situation um because like you are very susceptible to kind of like imposing your own views on things yeah imposing yourself in a place that you should have been sending the spirit if that makes sense yeah you probably developed in your heart like a, an idol of pride for yeah. sure yeah. like if, if you don't if you don't believe that you need mentorship there's a good chance that you have like a like an idol of pride in your heart and and i practically speaking to kind of wrap up i know that like we're all Young or not, we're all, but the, the makers of this podcast are very young yes. uh, gentlemen. But well, I hope we're gentlemen. But um, <laughs> I, I was in a Bible study my freshman year, and the guy who uh, let us use his house, they would like he and his wife would make dinner for us every week when we go over. They were super awesome. They were very hospitable, very loving, very Christ-like. And he would sometimes like come down and join our discussions, depending on whether or not he felt that'd be intrusive. But towards the end, he joined a lot more, and. Yeah, so I think the gentleman was probably in the range of like 55, 60. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast and he's like 40. But um, <laughs> but he like pointed out to us one time because we were talking about this topic of mentorship. And he said like, I have mentorship. He's like, I'm 55. I don't remember how old he said he was. Something in that range, like I said. He said, but I haven't gotten past the point where I believe that I need wiser, more experienced people to pour into my life. Mm-hmm. Um which was just really cool to see. Like, this guy's legitimately, you know, plus 30 years older than me, at mm-hmm. least. Um, and he still had that, like, heart for personal growth. He, he never reached a point where he's like, oh, I'm good, you know. Um, so, yeah, I want to be like that guy. His name is Rusty, if you're wondering. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> good times here at Layman's Terms. Alex, any other last thoughts? No. 
All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Layman's Terms, and we hope that you leave a review, that you tell your friends about us, and that we'll see you again Shoot next some topic week. ideas. We might not necessarily actually do them, but the ideas don't hurt, you know? We'd appreciate it. So. We love ideas. Yeah. Feel free to send us some topics either for the uh, Godly or Gassy segment or just the, to- the podcast in general. As you can see, it's not like we do a bunch of forethought on it. So There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, hope we had a good week with y'all, and we'll see you again next week. All right, we'll see you. Hey, we'll see you. Hey, uh, we will see you. Yeah, have a good one. We'll see you. Call listeners of the podcast and tell them we'll see them. Did you accidentally summon me? <laughs>